0: And uh, every trip has its challenges. And I think, you know, we started encur- uh, embracing or encountering uh, challenges before we even go. Many team members were facing obstacles uh, right before they left that made it look like it, it may not happen. Uh, then again with the snowstorm that was coming in. But God is good, and uh, we believe that God wants us down there. Um, Haiti is a special country. Pastor Martin is an MO, of special people And uh, and we know that God is using us with them and also uh, in the smaller village of Marbiel. And so we were excited to actually make it down there. Um, We took three teenagers with us this trip. woo Yeah! I'm going to wipe out if I don't move this out of the way. But I want to take much more time except to uh, welcome, we want you guys to hear from the team this morning and... uh, and so f- first up, where's Judy? Hiding in the back. Would you welcome Judy? This is, uh, Judy's been every trip, and uh, I don't think we could keep her away if we tried. This,
1: is my third, this was my third trip down to Haiti, and um, to watch the improvements that have been made going through Port-au-Prince on the main roads where they've got them all re-asphalted and then they're starting to work on the side roads and it, it really impressed me that they're using pavers like we put down in our backyards. But um, to see the improvements that have happened down there and then to go to Marbelle and to see the children and to see how happy and, and courageous those children are. Um, it's really a joy. We, I see them smiling and happy and always full of it. You know, they just love when people come to visit with them and that just kind of makes my day. And that's about it.
0: Thank you, Judy. Next uh, up, Matt Stanton. Right. Would you welcome Matt? This was Matt's first trip with us. And uh, it was great to have Matt and his daughter Tiffany with us. So, here
2: you go. Okay. Well, first of all, I just want to say thanks for all of your prayers while we were down there. We really felt... Uh, all your prayers with us and the constant updates from back home as the snow was going in and out, but we really appreciate uh, all of your thoughts and prayers as we uh, went through it. I was really thinking about what I was going to say as um, when Pastor Selwyn told us that you know he'd like us to speak about our experiences, and I, it really broke down for me into three layers, three layers of goodness, of opportunity. And it's amazing what a short 10 days can do uh, to someone's life. So uh, the first layer, first and foremost, uh, was what this church brings to the people of Marbial in Haiti. Uh, I'll tell you, um, the impact uh, that your contributions and your prayers made on these children and the people, particularly of Marbial, was amazing. And I really like the focus that we go on as a church, where we try to enable the people down there. We, we don't try to do things for them, but we try to provide for them so that they're able to uh, maintain their dignity and grow as a family and grow in, as a church in Jesus Christ. It was really, I really love the approach that we in this community uh, take from RBL. So you show up. And you expect, you know, the hardships and the people really suffering. And I'll tell you, you'll never see so many smiles, particularly on the little kids' faces, as they go day to day and they're working very hard. The parents work very hard to provide for their children. And the children are in school and they're loving every day. And they just, they, it, it really, it seems like they treat every day as a blessing. And it's, it's inspiring to watch as you see them do this with, you know, the minimal just to, to, um, just to survive each day. They're going day to day, but they really appreciate it. So what we do is, you know, what we have done is we enable them. You know, we provide a little brightness for the boys in the orphanage. Uh, you know, th- through the church, we provided goats so that the families and chickens so that the families can produce food day to day. Uh, So it's really phenomenal, and that's the first layer. Uh, The second layer is how we come together as a church, you know, how you provide for us and how we grow together as a community uh, within the church. You know, another wonderful opportunity where we're able to come together, uh, grow, uh, love each other, and really feel like there's someone that's there that cares about us and that really enjoys being around each other and I I really feel like we've grown as a church and as a community. And the last layer is to just be so thankful individually to see, you know, what others, like I said earlier, what others have and then how they're thankful for what they have and then to see what we have and sometimes I think we take what we have for granted and what we have you know, it's such a rushed life, as many of us uh, have talked about. It's such a rushed life here where, you know, we really need to once in a while take a step back and really be thankful for all we have all we have, and all we, all we are provided for. Uh, so those are the three things. I, I just, you know, just trying to put it all together is very difficult because you're impacted in so many levels. But I just, again, want to thank you for all your thoughts and prayers. It was a wonderful experience. So thank you, Matt.
0: All right, Tiffany. The moment you've been dreading. Some of us might be nervous, but there's no reason to be nervous. Come on up, Tiffany. Tiffany did an amazing job. Um, I think she was a buffet for the mosquitoes at some point. But we appreciate it because they went to her, not to us. I'm just kidding. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Hello. Hello. Um, well, first off, I wanted to say that this was an amazing team that we went with. Um, everyone was so nice and helpful, and this being my first time, and it was awesome to experience it with them. <coughs> and, um, well, in school, before I went, I had learned about, like, poverty in third-world countries, so I thought that I would, like, expect, like, I knew, I knew what was going to happen. <coughs> And it just, it was completely different than what I thought. And it was just, like, the people were so happy there and the kids, and it was just so different. And, I don't know, it was so nice to just, like, experience that. And, like, we couldn't use our phones down there, which was (laughs) nice to get away from, like, texting friends and, like, Facebook and Twitter and all these things. It was nice to just, like... Like my dad said, take a step back and just like, I don't know, like see the world and see the people, like talk to people. And it was just really nice to experience that, I guess. And that was it, I okay. guess.
0: She's like, come get the mic. Good job, good job, good job. Mr. Tusi, come on up. Eddie's gone with us. Actually, Eddie's been on every missions trip, starting with the one down at Vanuatu that I've ever been on with this church.
3: Uh, good morning. Um, first of all, I want to... thank each and every one of you because of all the trips that I've been on, <coughs> this one has really opened my eyes to a lot of things um, and all the support people gave back here. And um, <coughs> not only the support for prayers and helping with the, the gifts, uh, whether you had a child you supported or you just wanted to make a bag for a boy or a girl and uh every single one of those things we have pictures of them i don't know if we have them here now but we have pictures of all the boys and girls that receive bags from sponsors people that just donated just to a you know a particular boy or girl and uh like he like Matt said it's just amazing and awesome to see these kids they're all happy and smiling and uh we just had a great time uh I was a little surprised because usually when we go there, you get there on a Thursday, Thursday night, you spend a day or two in Port-au-Prince, and the first thing we find out is we're going to Mabille the next day, which I was excited because that's where we want to be, up there with the boys and, you know, seeing them for as much as we can. And uh, <coughs> when we left the next day, about, I think it was about halfway up, we stopped at the gas station, and I, I, I gotta get this, this limo thing in there again Someone looked at me and said, You know, we gotta get everybody back in the trucks because we gotta get up the mountain because our limo, our truck, doesn't have headlights. First the first year we didn't have brakes at work. And we had to get you know, he wanted to get us up through the river and the woods before the lights you know, before the darkness so we could see and guess what? It got dark before we got there. So I know most of these guys we were sitting in the back and I just Fortunate to sit in the front all the time. <laughs> and I tell you, I was nervous. <laughs> because really, we, we had someone in Pastor Martinez in front of us with a Land Rover. The only thing we were going by was basically the hazards going. And when I say they were, we were clipping branches, no, nah, they weren't branches we were clipping. We were rubbing up against trees and some of the walls and some of the skinny paths we had. And uh, boy, was I happy when we finally got up there. And uh, so the next day, like I said, we, we woke up, and Rachel wanted to, you know, take us to the boys' home. So, I mean, some of us had been there for the new people just to go see and check it out. And uh, we really got to spend some good quality time with them, hang out with them, play with them. And then we uh, headed up to where school was, and the boys came with us. So we spent a good whole, most of the three quarters of the day, sad anyways, hanging out with them, playing soccer with them sharing pictures, and Beth almost lost her phone a few times because the boys and, you know, the kids were so excited to watch the pictures again. But like I said, it was just, you know, we never really got to spend that much time with them when we were up there, and it just meant a lot to me to do that, to you know, to, to see these boys and even all the other kids that came around, you know, from the school and everywhere else. Uh, and my next great adventure... Um, we got back before dinner time, and we saw, you know, Pastor someone meeting with Pastor Martinez about what the plans would be for the next day, which would be Sunday, which we figured, I figured anyways, we'd be all be going down to the church right there in Marbiel. You know, he'd pick a few people to, to share and whatever. And uh, someone came up to myself, Peter, Rachel, and Tom and said that the four of us were going to be taking about a two-hour two hike further up the mountains. And after listening to Tom's mom tell us about some of the guys that went up to that new village or the new, the new church it's they the started church up there, uh, I was a little nervous. I mean, these guys were construction workers, worked out all the time. And, when they, you know, they had a hard time when they came back doing anything because of, you know, there was no other way up there. Let's say that. But I was like, okay, I think we can, you know, this is what God wants us to do with them. You know, we'll go. So we up. you know, the next day, of course, I don't have my backpack because I gave it to Rachel to give to a little girl to hold all her stuff in. So, which only a little one anyways. I was going to leave it there. But, so someone volunteered me his. <laughs> and between the few things I needed, my water and all that, and the few extra, <laughs> extra survival things someone put in there, <laughs> um, it was a little heavy. It didn't really hit me till about, maybe, we what, 20 minutes to a half hour from the top. I well, we shouldn't say top, but our destination. And, you know, we were getting a little tired. And then Rachel looked at our guide and asked him, how much further is it? And all he could do was go, <laughs> okay, what does that mean? Does that mean over that hill, up the next hill? What does it mean? Well, we'll find out. Anyways, we started walking and. I didn't think I was going to make it. I mean, I, I, <clears throat> I struggled, and I never had that much of a struggle doing anything. Literally, my legs just didn't want to go. I took maybe 10 steps at a time. And I just kept saying, there's, you know, I can't. There's no way. And he just kept saying, it's right there. (laughs) But we don't know how long that could be. So we just, you know, slowly and surely. And we finally did make it, which I was so happy. And you don't know how happy I was (laughs) that we were there. And then I looked at Rachel and she said, Oh, by the way, when we were walking up, some of the there was a gentleman down there. I forget what he was doing, but he was doing something, and he had said something to the, the guide we had. And Rachel said, by the way, you know what that? You want to know what that guy, the gentleman in the river said to our guide? And we're like, okay, what? Slow down. You're going too fast for them. I said, oh, great. I, you know, I thought it was me, but I because mean, they told us it would be a two-hour hike up there, and we did it in probably, I think it was an hour and 40 minutes or something like that. So no wonder why we were. But anyways... We went up there, and like I said, it was just this little church, probably the size, of the size of the crash kids' room downstairs. And you had a little room when you come out of the church, and basically the rest was just <coughs> down. So there wasn't much there. And Rachel had gone inside to talk to whoever, and she came out, and she goes, there's only two people here. And I'm like, what? We claim all the way up here, and there's only two people? And I was, I was a little bummed out, but, you know, after relaxing for a while and going in because we had to change our hiking clothes, and I, when we came back out and went in, the place had filled up. It was mostly young people. It's a younger church that they had just started, and um, then it dawned on me, you know what? This is why we, you're here, you know. They, where they were, it's it's not a hike for everybody, at least I, I can say that anyways, Um you know, the time we spent there, We, each, the four of us got to share a little something with them, got to meet with a few of them, and then it was the hike back down. But it just opened my eyes to know that if, if God telling me that if, if this is what you want, this is what you're going to have to go through. It's not going to be some walk in the park where you can just show up and, hey, I'm here. There's going to be times of struggles, and, you know, people, like I said, I never thought we'd have to go that extreme to the hike but there are people everywhere more than you know you, you hear people say it and it's just until you live something like that or do something like that you know it's hard to fully understand at least for me anyways but uh you know so I was just so believe me I was happy and we came down I think we cut a half hour off the time we went up so you know it, it was no stopping coming down and then someone told us the next day we'd be working, and I thought, yeah, these legs ain't gonna move when I get out of bed. <clears throat> but I remember that night, I think it was that night at dinner time or the next night, I told someone, you know what? This trip, my body it feels like it was taking a beating, the worst I've ever had in a while, but I feel good because it was, you know, it was a good cause was to get up there and show these people that, you know, there are people out there that care for them and love them and are willing to, you know, come up there and see them and visit them and just share with them. And like Matt said, not to do things for them, but to, well, yeah. They showed us more, I should put it that way. They showed us more than we could ever show them in loving and just enjoying life and enjoying what you have. And uh, I just want to close with this last little thing. Last night when I was working, thinking about what to say and how to, you know, how I wanted to put it. And I'm driving, you know, heading towards Connecticut, nice long 10-hour night. And um, I just said, God, what is it you want me to say to these people? What is it you want me to really, to make something stick home? And all of a sudden, this car drives by me, and there's this bumper sticker. (coughs) And on the bumper sticker, it says, get involved. People who run this world show up. So I look at it as if we show up and get involved in what God wants us to do and where where God wants us to go, we can make a difference in this world. And i want to leave you with that.
0: You know, I don't know what people are going to share up here, but I had no, and and so some of these stories we're hearing for a first time, um, just how much Eddie struggled. This guy doesn't say much. He just grits his teeth and just pushes through. He's a a tough guy, but I I had my Bible open to this already, um, but Isaiah 52, verse 7 says, How beautiful on the mountains are the feet of those who bring good news, who proclaim peace, who bring good tidings, and who proclaim salvation. And I just thought that was very fitting for, uh, for what Eddie said. Even if there's a few people up there, you know, um, just showing them the love of Christ through what you guys did. Amber. Welcome, Amber. Come on up, Amber.
4: Hi. Um, this was my second trip. And um, first of all, I just wanted to say it was completely amazing. Um, these people are awesome. Um, I was actually trying to think of what to say as well, and I'm completely terrified right now, so just bear with me. But um, what I got from this was, the thing that came to me was building relationships, and um, I'm kind of new to all this, so I, I notice more how different it is when you do it through God. And um, we had, we built relationships with the people in Haiti, like Even though we didn't speak their language, it's hard to explain, but it just happens, Um, especially with the kids. And then in our team, like I said, I just got along so well with these people and building a relationship with them and watching how you're supposed to represent the church and God and being a Christian. It was amazing for me to watch, and I got so much out of it, and um, all of these people, definitely made me want to be a better person and a better christian and um i'm just thankful for the experience
0: steve keener come on up steve was uh, this is steve's first time with us this man had to fight hell it seemed like to get here and come with us but
5: it was not easy it That's was not sure. easy but um good morning um, I wasn't really sure what I was going to say a lot of things have been said but um, I think the the biggest thing with this trip to me it was it was really a journey um, I'm sure a lot of you don't know me i'm I've been coming to this church for about three years now um, didn't really grow up in a Christian home I uh, got saved about three years ago now and to me this was um, a, a journey to be closer to God and I really felt convicted that um, I, re- I needed to go on this trip for a lot of different reasons and um, to be able to help in any way. You know, my people at work, um, nobody's overly religious, and they really couldn't understand why I was going, and everybody was just like, what are you going to be doing there? You're, when you're going to Haiti, what's the point? And I just, my answer was to do whatever they needed me to do. Um, I didn't really know the... The pamphlet Rachel printed out said that we were going to be uh, putting an extension on the boys' home. But other than that, I, I, I was going to provide a body, provide help, um, and to do God's work. And off of everything that everybody said here, it's, it's truly a life-changing experience to, to know that you're, you're doing God's work. And um, you know, The one thing that I didn't know if I was going to be picked, pastor picked four people. Uh, for the Sunday service in Haiti to speak in front of um, the church and so I didn't know I, I was trying to get prepared but I really had no idea if I was chosen what I was going to say and um, my life in Christ has been trying to really learn you know what it means to be a Christian and you know what what is it you know other than praising God and understanding um, you know why Jesus came and, and died on the cross, but. Uh, the book of Philippians, to me, is, is a very good, for me, understanding of what it means to be a Christian. And it, basically, I'm paraphrasing, but it says, put others' needs before your own. Um, do things for people and, and take a, a true interest in helping others um, like Jesus did. And that was really my, my theme and my motto for the trip was it's, it's not about myself. It's about God, and it's about helping out. Uh, these people and along the way I made friends with an amazing group of people Um, I'm relatively quiet for the most part I talk all day at work which is really strange because it's not how I am Uh, but it's kinda what I have to do so uh, by default for me spending 10 days with a lot of people that I had never really met before was a challenge in and of itself but um, it truly was a life-changing experience Um, I feel completely blessed to have been part of the team. This was the first year I I had ever gone and I can't wait to go back. And um, it was just a a fantastic experience to see kids running around with no shoes. I don't know if any of the pictures have have come up of when we were playing soccer, but we've got boots on playing soccer and these kids are running around on giant rocks without shoes on with no grimace of pain on their face, but just complete joy and loving the fact that there's people Love on them and play with them, and and they reciprocate the same kind of love. Even though you know they don't really know us all that much, it's just you know it's fellowship. It's coming together for one common purpose and to praise God, and it's it's a beautiful thing. So um, I feel truly blessed, and uh, I can't wait for the next trip.
0: Amen. Amen. Thank you, Steve. Rob thinks he's speaking second service, and he is, but he doesn't know he's coming up right now to share with us, too, since we have some time. Come on up, Rob. This is just going to... i got to tell you, I think we've got a preacher here, all right? I just got to say, because um, last year was Rob's first trip, and it was really cool, and I'll get into this a little bit later when I, when I close down the service, but, but really cool to see what happens in the lives of people uh, when they go. And um, this year... Um, when I when I was telling the team guys, look, I don't know because typically Pastor Martinez just chooses a few people to speak Sunday morning besides what I preach, and uh, and so I tell the team guys, I don't know who's going to be who's going to be picked, so just get ready. Man, this guy had his Bible out; he was highlighting everything. I mean, this guy was just you know just going through, and uh, and so then Pastor Martinez looked at me and said, "Well, you choose." Well, I knew he was being chosen. I saw how much work he put into it. He did a phenomenal job, and so anyway. Take it away, Rob. Thank you. <laughs> um,
6: I wasn't expected to speak right now. My family's not even here yet. <laughs> You'll speak again. Don't All worry. Right, I'll, I'll speak <laughs> again. Um, first and foremost, I want to thank everybody for your, your support, your donations, your prayers. Um, I three weeks before the before the trip, I didn't had high doubts about me even going um, on this trip. I had some major back issues. Um, literally bedridden for a week, practically. My pastor is driving me to the chiropractor. (laughs) Um, But um, the power of prayer um, is is huge. Um, That's First and foremost, like I said, I can't stress enough how the power of prayer really works if you have faith. I was able to see um, how prayer works when I went back to, to Haiti. I saw my um, sponsor child um, towards the end of the trip, but I was able to um, see um, see her, her sisters, her little brother in Marbiel um, that I prayed for so hard the very first time in my life two years ago. I was, again, I was, I was a newbie here. Um, never prayed for somebody or anybody that much, um, that hard besides for myself, and um, I saw prayer uh, truly work. Um, these kids are the, the three sisters are together in the home. They're happy. They're healthy. Uh, they're being taken care of. Uh, the smiles on their faces. Um, the little brother. Um, he's he's in the boys' home. The first time we saw him, um, he couldn't look you in the eye. He was just um, sad. um turn away. Now he's big, all smiles. Um, there's a light in his eye. Um, just just having a blast over there. All, for the most part. <laughs> Um, so yeah, I did, I did get chosen. I'm not going to take over a half an hour sermon like I did last time I was up here. <laughs> um, so I wasn't re- really prepared, but, um, in any case, I, I didn't write anything down. I figured I'd just, I figured I'd just kind of wing it this time around, because if I did write something down, we'd be here till about two in the afternoon, um, because I have so much to say. There's really not a way to put it in words, um, how proud I am of this team, um, we have an amazing, amazing team. Every last time and this time, I um, was able to make some great friends yet, yet again. Um, definitely wanna say I'm very proud of the three youth that were up here um, that came on the trip. They're part of our youth group. You know, We have Courtney, obviously, she's a veteran at this. Mac, um, Mac, truly, he's, he's, a, he's a testimony in itself right there. If everybody can just give him a hand, he was. <laughs> Uh, yeah, very, very proud of, and, uh, proud of him. And, and, and Tiffany. Tiffany, uh, she was awesome. <laughs> right, she, um, she, just like I said, very proud of them. They, they took it all in stride. And, you know, uh, there was really nothing to complain about, I don't think, right? And it's all, it's, it oh, it's, it's amazing there. Um, Scott, I wanted to say something else. <laughs> um, Oh, that's right. I was, um, I didn't realize it was the week of Thanksgiving. I'm mean, not Thanksgiving. That's where my <laughs> I'm hungry, right? <laughs> um, <laughs> um, it was the week of Valentine's Day. Um, didn't really, we don't, me and my wife really don't celebrate Valentine's too much. Uh, to us, it's more of a commercialized way to spend money all day and night, you know? Um, but in any case, you know, everybody has their different theories on Valentine's Day. I just, I love my wife every day, every time, you know, every day is Valentine's Day. <laughs> um, but I totally forgot about Valentine's Day, and I, the thing that stuck out to me the most was um, that this, this whole group, um, you know, Glad Tidings, we have a, a theme, so to speak, and it's love people to life. Um, and that's what we, we truly do that. Um, again, this, this team going over there, um, I was able to see how we truly do love people to life over there, uh, whether it's, you know, just hanging out with the kids. They're all smiling, giggling, laughing, having a blast, playing with them. Um, they're grabbing your hand, just walking with you. They just, they just want to be loved. Um, and that's the biggest thing. You can write the biggest check in the world and, and, and throw it to, uh, in, the, in the mailbox and hope for the best. But um, there's nothing like actually going to see the kids there and um, just showing them some love and compassion and some time. So, um, that's all I got right now. <laughs> I'm sure I'll have more next service. Yeah. Thank you.
0: 9.7 million people in Haiti, and it's the poorest country in the Caribbean and the Americas region, and the need is vast. And, and you know what? I, I am just want to say thank you and reiterate what the team has said to you guys. If you want to hear more, come back second service because more of the team will be speaking. Um, you know, it, it's always a gamble when you go down there with a team because it, it's an opportunity for there to be personality conflicts. there's an opportunity for, you know, you, you can really get on each other's nerves in nine days and or seven days, whatever it is that we're down there when you're not showering and you're dirty and you're cramped and, you know, there are bugs and mosquitoes and spiders and really big spiders. And so you have the opportunity to, and we always tell, you know, we tell the team guys, listen, you have the opportunity here to, um, to be Christians and to get along well with each other. And I want to tell you that they, 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 they do a phenomenal job representing this church and, and representing God. And, and so I'm proud of the team, but I also want to say thank you to you guys because you enabled them to go. Um, many of them go back time and time again. I think we had five new people um, this, this trip out of 16. Um, and and that was it. And everyone that goes basically wants to go back. Um, so thank you to you guys for uh, enabling and supporting some of these team members to go. Some of their finances were a struggle, and within a very short time, um, we just found money coming in, just from just just people running checks, just in general, and it covered so many people. So if you wrote a check, you didn't know who it was for, you really helped get the team down there. Um, just so you know, too, our philosophy behind this is this. You know, you can go down to a, to a country like, like Haiti and be overwhelmed. And you can say, you know, how on earth can we make a difference? How on earth can, I, can we really begin to, to, to help? Are we really making a difference? And, and one of the things that we wanted to make sure is that we're being effective where we go. We don't want to go and just do something for, for, for feel good for ourselves. We want to make sure that we're being effective. And so sometimes you can question that. You can go and you see this massive area of need. And, uh, and our, our, our philosophy behind it is basically just focused light rather than just general all over the place. And so we just felt led to the, to the village of Marbiel, and we're just basically pouring in and pouring in. Being the third year of us going back, from my standpoint, as I'm watching this, I'm seeing deeper relationships forming. I'm seeing people that actually recognize us when we come. Um, one of the most touching things, um, and I'll steal this because Beth's speaking next service i'll steal this was the boy that Beth sponsors we were in the boys home and his name's ruji and we were painting and uh all of a sudden he he taps her on the shoulder now i told beth now beth when you go up there you can't go running up to ruji give him a hug this is a boy in haiti he doesn't really know you he may not appreciate in front of all of his friends um i think i was wrong um Mm Because at the end, he was giving her hugs. He just loved it. At the end, anyway, get back to my story. We're painting in the, uh, in the boy's home. And all of a sudden, he taps Beth on the shoulder. And he opens up his Bible. And in his Bible is every picture that she has sent to him over the last few years of, of the family. And they're pristine. And he shows them to her. And you look at and you, you go, how can you make a difference in the whole country? Well, you made a difference in that little boy. And you started with that one. And what we're seeing is this. Yeah, there's a lot of need, and it's vast, and it's overwhelming. But man, this church and one other church built that orphanage down there. And now we're adding on to that orphanage. And there are so many needs when you go in that orphanage. You go, man, we've got to keep going. But I want to thank you guys um, for your contributions because it's focused light. We're going in there, and we're loving people to life. Um, We're able to employ people to work to build the orphanage. We basically... Um, just carry blocks and that kind of thing. Um, but people are working f- from within the community that we hired the builders to basically build, so we don't um, we don't rob them of anything. Um, all the money goes to them. I also want to say that um, through the giving of this team and through the giving of this church, there were 17 goats purchased and given out to families in need. Just so you understand what a goat does. Amen. That's a goat. A goat changes, changes the lifestyle of a family. It's like giving them a bank account. So there were 17 families whose lives were changed because we gave a $40 goat. And so it was interesting. Last year, we were able to give a couple. This year, it's amazing to see 17. When the guy came back from the market, he had a herd with him, and and what was so cool, some of the things that you're not hearing are, 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 are we got to basically, some of the team members actually got to call the kids up and actually were part of the exchange, handing a goat to the kid who would take it home to their parents. And you want to see a little nine-year-old. They were, I think Eddie was covered in kisses. He got more kisses on, his, on the cheek from every, And But these kids were so elated and so excited. And we would see the goat running off down the hill with the kid in tow behind it. Um, but somehow we're sure they got them home. But we are making a difference. Praise God. And uh, what we see, too, is this is the kingdom of God. The Bible tells us to seek first his kingdom and that he knows our needs. You know, we go down there to take care of the needs of, of people in a limited amount of way that you can within a week. And what happens in this team is amazing. What happens, the friendships. Um, Steve, we didn't really know Steve. I knew Steve and Laurie. Um, we married them, which is awesome. But just to see, basically, the friendships that have, have come Um, from this team with steve and everybody else here even as amber was saying just the just the tightness the closeness coming together and knowing that we leave basically tighter god does something in us and so we want to say thank you to you guys and give praise and glory to god Um, we're going to keep going back Uh, we are making a difference Um, with your with your children that you're sponsoring it may be just one child and that's Beautiful, and maybe you're unable to sponsor, and that's fine. What you can do is, 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 is pray, um, and if you give it back from time to time, that's wonderful too. But it is making a difference. These kids, um, we have video that we can show you where these kids get so excited. We actually took um, uh, all the all the sponsor bags for the for the boys in the boys' home, and we actually got to watch them open it. And you know how we, we do Operation Christmas Child every single Christmas? Um, it was like being there for that. You ever want to question whether it makes a difference, it makes a difference. We watched a little boy, um, Seth and Sarah's boy. They're no longer with us there in Virginia. But those who know Seth and Sarah, the boy that they sponsored. um, Actually, no, it was the Chapmans. It was the Chapmans, Tim and Rebecca. It was Tim and Rebecca's um, little boy that they sponsored. He was opening up, and I think he had some Spider-Man boots that came out of his bag. This kid, I just heard shrieking. Like, I didn't even know what was going on. I mean, he was just 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 shrieking and just so full of excitement. And they were a little too small for him, but he was trying with all his heart to put these boots on. He was going to make it happen. Luckily, we had some Batman shoes, which were just as pleasing to him. But um, but it was just so good, then holding up shirts and holding up pencils and getting so excited about what we give them. And um, and again, just, just the appreciation, just the joy. Um, One bag at a time, one child at a time makes a big difference. And we couldn't do it without you guys. And we want to thank you guys for that. Um, We're sharing all of this because uh, this is missions convention. Um, Missions is huge. And we take missions out of the church. We no longer exist as a church. It's just not what church is. I'm convinced a church without missions is not a church at all. Because if you look what Jesus did, Jesus left where he was. He left heaven. And he came down here and he endured all kinds of hardship and he endured death. And he gave his life that we might live. And then he calls us to do the same. And some of us can go individually and some of us can go on trips like this. And some of us, as Judy said, can't go but we send. And it's very, very important to raise money for missions. And right now, all over the world, there are many missionaries who are having to come back to the States early because many churches, because of the economic situation, are having to cut back on their pledges. And so I, I praise God that we're not one of those churches. You guys have been so faithful in your giving for the last few years. It's been, it's been amazing. But we're, we're unable to take on any additional missionaries. And some missionaries we have sponsored at a very low amount. And so the whole purpose behind Missions Convention is to say, hey, listen, guys, we need to be a church that sends. And there may well be people in this church right now that God is saying, put your checkbook away. I want your life. I want you to go. I'm sending you. And we need to be open. Sometimes it's easy to write a check. It's easier to write a check because it's much more difficult to go. And so you got to ask God, God, what are you saying to me? But we want to encourage you. We have these faith promise pledges. They're not in your bulletins, but they are on the usher table. The next few weeks, you'll have an opportunity to fill these out. And what we want to ask you to do is to prayerfully consider what God would have you do. They're called faith promise pledges because we ask that, hey, you really praying. God might call you to take a step of faith and say, hey, you know, are you willing to go for this. And some of you might say, well, this is a little bit more than what I think I can afford. But if God tells you to go for it, be obedient to Him and see what He does. You really cannot outgive God. Uh, All the money that comes in goes to mission. So we take it and we send missionaries out. And so what I'm asking you to do is to put a pledge amount in here. Um, If you have faithfully pledged the same amount for, for 150 years, please still fill this out because we can only send missionaries out based on what's pledged. All right, so if you, if you don't fill one of these out, you're going to send money in that we haven't counted for, and it's going to build up in the missions account. That's not really what we want. We want to send it out. So please make sure, um, uh, no matter what size it is, if it's a small amount, it doesn't matter. Put it in here so we can count on it and so we can send missionaries out. We will tally these up at the end of four weeks. We'll get with the missions committee, and then we'll revisit all of our missionaries and say, who can we increase and who can we take on and who else can we send? Um, but I do want to thank you guys for your faithfulness. Um, you are making a difference. These missions trips from from time to time that we're doing do make a difference. Just so you guys know, what we've done with 1027 Projects right now is we have, have committed regularly to two orphanages. Uh, orphans are big. God is really big about taking care of orphans and widows. And so there are two orphanages that have really God has really kind of brought them to our focus. One is the one in Marbel that we're sending. Um, $500 every single month right now. To, and also one in India right now with Pastor Regimon. Um, and we're sending $500 a month right now every month to them as well. And so we're ch- constantly channeling finances in um, these orphanages. You have a part of these orphans and their lives. Um, you're making a difference and I want to thank you for that. Would you stand your feet this morning? want to close the service in prayer. I thank God that he cares about missions. I thank God that he cares about people because if he didn't, None of us would be here. If he didn't, we wouldn't be able to celebrate communion. And he tells us to remember, this in remembrance of me, he tells us to remember what he did, that he came and he gave his life so that we might live. And then he tells us to go and give our lives that others might live. Missions is incredibly important to God. Would you bow your heads and let's pray. Lord Jesus, we just come before you and we just thank you, Lord Jesus. For the country that we were born in. God, we thank you, Lord Jesus, for the blessings that we have in our lives. God, we thank you, Lord, for the houses that we live in. God, for the jobs that we have, for the finances that we have, for the health benefits, for the hospitals, Lord God. God for for just the, the governments and the leadership, Lord Jesus, for the freedoms that we have in this country, Lord Jesus. God, we thank you for the assistance that's there that when we are unable to work, Lord Jesus, and we thank you for all of these things, Lord God, But we recognize that to whom much is given, much is required. And God, we thank you for the resources of this church. We thank you, Lord Jesus, that they belong to you, not to us. And so we just pray, Lord God, that you would continue to lead us and guide us as a church, Lord God, to put the finances where you want them to go. That we wouldn't use them all just for ourselves, Lord God, but we would truly use them to build up your kingdom in parts of the world where they don't have resources like we do, Lord God. God, we pray, Lord Jesus, for our own personal lives, Lord God. I pray, Father, that you would just begin to speak to people in this place this morning about what you would have them give of their own resources, of their own finances, missions, Lord Jesus. And I pray, Lord God, that they would move in obedience to you, Lord God. I pray for those in this place this morning, Lord Jesus, that you might be putting your, your hand on their lives right now, Lord God, and, and saying, no, they can put their checkbooks away, but you want their lives. You, you're sending them out, Lord God. And I, as scary as that can be, I pray, Lord Jesus, that, that God, you would help them to move courageously, Lord God, in obedience to you, Lord Jesus. And so we just thank you, Lord God, for the opportunity that we have that we can take some of what you've given us, and just turn around and and build your kingdom, Lord God, by giving, Lord Jesus. And so we thank you. We pray, Lord God, that by our giving and by our commitments and by our pledges, Lord God, that, that thousands and millions of people would come to know you, Lord Jesus. And Lord Jesus, we just pray now for every need in this place, Lord God. God, for those who were hurting, for those who were sick, Lord Jesus, we thank you, Lord God, that you care so much about us and so much about our needs, Lord Jesus. We thank you for Jenny's uh, testimony this morning, Lord God, of healing, Lord Jesus. And so we just pray for those who are sick, Lord God, and those who are struggling, and and those who are are facing challenges and needs of, of, of many different kinds, Lord God, that you would encourage them, Lord God, that you would build their faith, Lord Jesus, and that they would depend on you, Lord God, and that you would show yourself faithful once again. We ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. We love you guys. These altars are open. If you need prayer for anything, please don't leave without us having a chance to pray for you. We'll see you next week. Thank you, guys.